Welcome to the Midwest Nice Podcast, the show with honest political discourse dipped in ranch. This is your host, John Flynn, and today I'm joined by Amy Libka, Evelyn Maidlow, and Mariel Brown Fallon. Keep your accent strong and the temperature set to 65 degrees, because you're going to need it. Let's get the show started. did it you guys i got through the intro again without anything written down on a piece of paper proud of you hey, thank god so proud of me hold on i gotta give myself a uh, air i gotta give myself an air horn there we go okay thank you so much it's one You're take welcome. john flynn uh it's one take yeah uh so yeah another of, of our classic two to three week hiatuses before we come back we're a busy office we don't always have time to get everybody together and also we've just been working from home that's true uh because in case anyone didn't know uh hasn't been paying it to the, the attention to the news at all for quite a while there's a uh, polar vortex happening in the midwest right now it is very cold yesterday it was getting down to like negative 50 wind chill uh most places, I, I think the biggest place in the news that it was happening is in Chicago, but it's definitely happening right here in Michigan, too. Uh, it's nice to be invited back onto the podcast. All it took was a polar vortex and a permanent host moving back to Massachusetts. Correct. To yes, that is a, <laughs> so. for, our, for our super listeners, that should be a familiar voice to you. That is Evelyn Maidlow. She was on our third episode. She was our first uh, guest host that we ever had. Uh, yes, but I think you may remember her from greatest hits such as swapping organizer stories about toilet paper and supporter housing. Correct. Oh, I forgot about the toilet paper story. Yes, but we're hoping to have her on uh, more often. And then you may also notice that Mariel's voice sounds a little different. Uh, that's because she is now a cyborg. She had a weird voice box implanted in her. Um, Robot Mariel, what's up? No, actually, she moved back to Massachusetts, as we had discussed in the last episode. So we have her on a very funny setup in the studio right now where it's just a laptop facing into one of the microphones with her on uh, either FaceTime or... Is this FaceTime? Yeah. Yeah, FaceTime. And so she's, like, sort of here, but she's not. She's sort of like one of the the iPads that's up on a stand. So she's like, yeah. Welcome just, to Skynet. Yeah, it's it's Cyber, <laughs> Cyber Mariel now, Robo Mariel. Uh, Robo Mariel is way better than IRL Mariel. Uh, yeah. yeah. Standards are lower, so that's good. I can't disappoint anyone. Yeah, we're hoping in the future to add some weird effects over her voice so she sounds more like a robot, possibly, you know, like super deep voice so it sounds like she's in witness protection or something like that. Uh, many more things like that to come. Cannot so, wait. Yes. So anyways, we're back in the studio. Glad to be here. Studio looks nicer than usual. I cleaned the cords up so we actually have room to put things down got a new setup going with the how we're recording it hopefully the audio is better than it used to be everything is good john i like that you said the studio looks great because it implies that we have a studio (laughs) we have a studio nobody studio how would anybody possibly know that unless we tell them that's true we definitely definitely, yeah Yeah, true (laughs) come at at me bro Uh, so yeah we're here it's cold uh so you may have noticed in the intro normally i I throw in a nice Midwest food. This time I said, set your temperature to 65 degrees. The reason for that is that we actually here in Michigan got a an emergency announcement from Gretchen Whitmer herself saying that they were asking for everyone in the state to voluntarily turn 
their thermostats down to 65 degrees uh, because you know this this is it's very cold here there's a huge demand for natural gas and energy and there was just a giant fire at a natural gas uh, providing station pumping station something for consumers energy in Michigan so that caused even more of a problem so we're just sort of hoping that everyone can be cool about it and we don't have to freeze to death yeah guys uh, don't be dicks just turn it down to 65 yeah people have been <laughs> complaining so much on facebook slogan, and everything else <laughs> about having to turn it to 65 degrees like they're living you know they're the donner party that's just not going to make it through the 65 degree weather and uh a lot, yeah a lot of people took it as a reason to like just not like gretchen anymore yeah one of the first comments i saw on like a a, a facebook post that she had made about it was like Am I getting a tax credit for this? No. <laughs> Screw you. I'm turning it to 70. Well, now Can't no one has power. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's sort of the reaction that some people are giving. But I feel like for the most part, even, you know, people who definitely seem like there's some, you know, hardcore uh, Republicans, some Republican leadership have been saying, like, no, seriously, like, this isn't a partisan thing. This is about not being cold uh, and not running out of gas because that would be a a real disaster and we'd probably have to buy gas from Ohio or something which would suck and nobody wants to deal with Ohio I like how we we found a way to work that in yeah although they are <laughs> they are part of the Midwest uh, unfortunately so um, anyways yeah so the polar vortex hit uh, I don't know three days ago four days ago it was very snowy Sunday night coming into Monday mm -hmm. and then it kind of stopped snowing after two days but then it got into the negatives so it's really just been like all downhill from all there. downhill yeah. yeah uh pretty rough they so at, at us personally we have been out of the office for a couple of days working from home we're back in the office today some of us are back in the office today not super easy to get into the office i don't know why i risk my life every day for this great work that we're doing <laughs> let's That's all true. go around the table and talk about how many fingers we've lost since the polar vortex started i personally have lost three <laughs> I'm Have just you just been say... standing outside? You just came back from Bermuda. <laughs> I only just came back from a tropical vacation. Has been yeah, in this you, cold for like less than 24 hours. You and can't it's... see her, but her forehead has the most wild sunburn we have ever seen. That was it's shady, Mario. But also, good thing no none of our listeners will ever see our faces. I yeah. know. Yeah, so... chemical peel in Bermuda. Unless, what am I gonna say? Unless we want to start doing video for the for the podcast, put it on the YouTube's. Mm -mm. On the YouTube. That's what all the hot podcasts they don't know, are doing. Now. They don't need to know what we look like. I haven't signed over my image yeah. rights, so <laughs> I will be retaining those. Yeah. We're also experimenting with different ways of calling Mariel in. So uh, the audio is a little weird today, but hopefully we will fix that in weeks to come. Um, I also think that we would be remiss not to talk about a lot of the ridiculous Republican responses that we've seen to the polar vortex specifically as it relates to global warming or as our wonderful president would like to call it global whamming what the hell is um, going on with global whamming global whamming. <laughs> global whamming can you guys stop whamming it up over there but like a bunch um, of crybabies yeah. freezing to death he just like it's alarming because he doesn't understand the difference between weather and climate and i feel like that is like on like a sheet when you're in like fifth grade and you have vocabulary words that you need to learn about like 
I don't know, weather systems. And uh, yeah, you label the differences between weather and climate. And he's just like not quite there yet. It's very bold um, of you to assume that Donald Trump went to the fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're I think right. it was like it's a Billy father. Madison situation where he needs to like go back to win his father's approval. Right. Uh, and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yikes. Vinny from Jersey Shore actually explained this very thing to the president on Twitter. So mm. if Vinny has Vinny. got it, I think he's the worst one too. <laughs> he's the one explaining it. If he's all got the other... it, law school. All he's the... like real smart. Vinny went to law school. Can we yeah. turn this? Can we actually turn this into a Jersey Shore podcast? I Wait. thought that's really quick. Was it, Let's was get it a like, new brand. Was really it like quick. Cooley Law School or something though? Like where Michael Cohen went? <laughs> Top fixer in the country. Is it University <laughs> of Phoenix. Irrelevant. Law School. <laughs> University of Phoenix. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Still yeah. more qualified than our current president is all I'm going to say. <laughs> Everest Institute Law. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, a lot of them yeah, are just cold. saying, like, where is global warming? Like, haha, liberals show me global warming now. It's like, well, the fact that it's worse than ever before should maybe it could be. raise a red flag. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the issue of people not understanding the difference between. Well, I think it's almost more evil than that because it's beyond believing it or not. I think most intelligent people believe it now. They just choose to, you know, rally against Con- it as a political tool. Yeah, it's like Cognitive confirmation. Yeah, yeah, which and is confirmation bias of like, well, I already don't think that this exists. So yeah, it's like a different level of dumb and evil because it's like not only do like they understand it, but they know that like we understand it too. Most people. But they, like, know that we know that they understand it, but they still say that they don't understand it. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking in circles, I think but that it's we pretty need, dumb. We need to rebrand climate change because it's become such a loaded term for people that they just have these immediate, you know, gut reactions. So maybe we mm-hmm. should just find a, way, a different way to refer to it. There's been some talk of trying to rebrand it as just talking in terms of pollution, um, which I think could be okay i I, the cat's a little bit out of the bag on like it being a climate thing but it's a little bit easier for people to understand i guess who maybe wouldn't get it otherwise if you just say that you know it's the giant floating island of garbage in the ocean and i mean people really latched on to quickly the the problem with the ozone layer with cfcs that were in aerosol cans because it, it almost like the whole world got together really fast on that and created like HCFCs, which aren't nearly as bad. And I've been reading that like the ozone layer is going to be back to totally normal in like 20 years or something like that. It's still like, you know, climate change as a whole, it's, it's not going to help with that too much. But, um, I think that was a more like tangible thing for people to understand that there was this hole in the ozone layer and UV rays were getting through and that wasn't good for anybody. Um, and it was because of this very simple thing that was easy to explain, like it's these um, greenhouse gases that are, you know, evaporating holes in it, and they, you know, they managed to get to it and fix that. So maybe it is that is a uh, a viable solution is trying to to create a more tangible way to explain to people um, how it's affecting their daily life and the the small things like that that that, that can change it. For sure. I think that, yeah, a lot of the time when people talk about climate change, it's like this, I don't know, it's seen as like this elitist academic concept that's kind of elusive. But I think that now it's becoming harder and harder for people to ignore because of the fact that we've seen so many like dramatic weather things happen, like 
the droughts of California and wildfires and hurricanes and now a polar vortex. And while those are like specific weather things, it also like helps people to understand like that this is the effect of like this big, like uh, scary concept that we've been talking about. So obviously it's never good to have a polar vortex, but I do think that something that is this wild is like kind of helping people understand like, oh, this is something that's going to continue to happen and it's going to get worse. So, yeah. I think we need Entertainment 720 to come in yes. and help us rebrand. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I agree. Sparkle Water H2O. Money, please. Yes. Oh, that was the wrong person. I was trying to find a Tom Haverford drop, but oh Do well. Do you have one? Yeah. Do I have a Tom Haverford drop? Someone do their best Tom Haverford impression no, right all, now. They're all John Rolfio, unfortunately. Forks, food rakes. <laughs> food rakes. Spaghetti, uh, long-ass rice. Yeah. I mean, part of me, though, is I'm a huge fan of the movie The Day After Tomorrow. I think oh, it's an underrated it? movie. Have you seen the meme that just is like Michigan and it's just The Day After Tomorrow co- cover, but they just crossed out The Day After and mm-hmm. it's just like tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, I don't Seeing those pictures of Governor Whitmer in like the command center looking mm-hmm. official with... Got a puffy vest on. Red cross. And, yeah. Here's the thing. I love crisis. her and that's it. She's Michigan's mom. I trust her. She's been going she told, to warming centers she told and us telling people safe. what to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. Michigan's mom told us all to wear a coat. Here's <laughs> the other thing. Coat, you get frostbite. This is not probably a thing that I should comment on, but I just love that she sometimes wears puffy vests and she goes to marches and wears jeans. It's yeah. just like so nice to me. I don't know. I think she probably reached out to that kid that was uh, shown in the newspaper wearing basketball shorts through Polar Vortex. <laughs> so she reached out and told him that that was unwise. The guy who said, I'm not going to tell you my last name because my mom will be mad. And Gretchen Whitmer is probably just like, you know, yeah. I'm not your mom, there, but you really shouldn't be wearing shorts she outside. Could be. I don't know. There was a lot of tweets like that that were pretty hilarious. It was just like, I know how cold it is right now, but I guarantee on some college somewhere, there's some white guy right now walking around with cargo shorts. Masculinity is wild, And a a t-shirt on, trying to flex on everybody. Just wear your mittens and get out of here. Just wear them. There are people that just just only wear shorts. Briefcase boy and basketball short boy. Is there still briefcase boys? Every high school had them. And trench coat guy. And rolly pack back guy. Yeah. Those, those yeah. were sometimes the same guy. I feel yeah. like briefcase guy, just they were the first people to adopt the satchel yes. look. And then now satchel is the thing. Like, I use one, take but a I laptop, think and it still, work. Everybody's got a satchel now. I feel like briefcase boys now are like the ones who wear them to high school. And they're like, I'm not a hipster. I'm like a businessman. And they still have briefcases. Did you guys have any of the guys at your high school that like wore a suit? Yes. To your high school? Yes. We had uniforms, so kind oh, yeah, of everybody. That's right. Oh, Can we again, adopt that here? There's so much overlap between trench coat guy, briefcase guy, and oh, wheelies guy, and also, yeah, rolly backpack guy. Do you think we so. should have a uniform for our work? Here's the thing. I'm just going to say, I didn't have to decide what to wear exactly. at all, ever. And it was kind of nice. Yeah. I think I told Ryan before that we should do full CMG like jumpsuits, like a NASCAR pit crew. Perfect. Because <laughs> they look warm. They're it's very like, a glorified gender neutral. onesie. Yeah the you know it's 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 they're like one size fits all can you imagine giving some new 
intern or something a tour and we're like okay now here's your zip up onesie yeah <laughs> i don't want to the crew fair tomorrow i can tell them all uh, i ain't You're walking welcome. in here like an oompa loompa it ain't yes. happening if any of our <laughs> no. listeners out there happen to be uh msu students we will be at the the career fair tomorrow but cover your eyes because you can't know what john looks like right correct mm-hmm. i i mean you could easily just go to our company website and see what all of us look like nope uh don't ruin definitely it like revealed that. where we work before but don't talk about it often uh, and what, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> I oh, honestly Chicago. don't know how we got on yeah, this. Yeah, Chicago's the day after tomorrow right now. They're uh, they're having to light the train tracks on fire so that <laughs> the trains can keep moving because the metal like contracts too much when it's this cold. So that's really crazy. Something tells wow. me, though, that that's like a normal thing in Chicago. Like, it could be. Cold or not, they're just there's lighting lot- train tracks on fire. And I was saying earlier that so there's been a lot of videos of the people like throwing boiling water in the air and it like makes this cool vaporized cloud because it like instantly turns to ice definitely saw a video where a guy used way too big of a pot of water and tried to throw it in sort of a rainbow arc over him and so you know the tail ends they turned into the cool smoke and everything but the majority of the water was still pretty hot hit him right in the face uh he went down quick i I don't think it was severely hurt i think it was like hot enough that it would jolt you because it would be like you'd expect this like cold so it'd freak you out like you threw boiling water in your face talking a mile a minute about this (laughs) don't joke about my culture like this (laughs) i will just say that my friend sarah who is a huge midwest nice fan and Mm -hmm. is currently in chicago said that there was a breathing warning they were just like hey be careful when you're out there breathing yeah (laughs) she's like i'm not going outside (laughs) what's more dangerous not breathing or breathing in the cold air honestly who's to say it's a tough call who's to say (laughs) also there was just so many good tweets i have to call out a couple more specific okay just one more from this guy named jim hoft who's like this conservative uh gop pundit um he tweeted at alexandria ocasio-cortez and said um with screenshots of like how cold it is in chicago and other midwestern cities and said it's a bit cold outside this morning in middle america aren't you glad you aren't heating your home with a solar panel like nitwit socialist alexandria ocasio-cortez is demanding you so he doesn't understand that solar powers are powered by the sun yeah the sun's out right now the The sun sun only comes out to mock us when it's negative five degrees outside right (laughs) yeah it's it's been out a decent amount the past couple of days it's been pretty sunny too bad it's dangerous to go outside right yeah the sun is also trolling jim hoft who is a loser and sir total loser you're you're garbage jabronis you can't dunk on aoc just stop trying you cannot so another comment like that that we were going to bring up that was particularly uh dumb was so yeah we had the the sort of the the soft order to maybe possibly turn your your temperature down a little bit you know a super unreasonable uh request they're gonna have jackbooted thugs coming into your house and <laughs> and, it and w- ripping your 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 uh heating unit out of the wall it was also very clear that it was like hey we need you all to do this because otherwise like power might just go out for everyone <laughs> yeah it was a very it's- like come on guys it's Kinda. for the good of greater humanity, but obviously yeah. that's seen as like a communist thing. Yeah. So. But anyway, so there's a, a state representative named Bolafav who we are not big fans of here at the show. Uh, he's pretty pretty far right, hard right guy, uh, big Trump fan, and so, anyways, he he made a uh, Twitter post with a you know a, a snapshot of the emergency text alert system message that came to everybody. 
and said, who the hell authorized the emergency alert network at 10.30 p.m. for a private company? Because uh, he clearly doesn't understand that Michigan's utilities are run by private companies. And so if those utilities happen to go down, we might all freeze to death. And it might be a good use of our, you know, our emergency texting service, whatever you want to call it, to alert people that, you know, maybe we should all chip in, help a little bit so that uh, people don't people don't freeze. Here's what, what I'm here's what I'm trying to understand. Bo Lefebvre is like 19 years old. If that 16, at, at maybe best. at best, <laughs> 14, why? I heard. 14 years old. Bro, why do you tweet like my 81-year-old grandfather? Bolafav also lives with his parents, so he does not pay his gas bill. So I don't know why he is so upset either way. He's... Who the hell sent me this text message? <laughs> yeah. It, well, it was, it, it was just trying to use anything as an excuse to attack our new governor. Um, it was pretty short. It seemed like all the comments below it, I didn't see any that were like, yeah. It was all people being like, you're a real... You're a real moron. You know that, right? Uh, One of them was just like, sorry, you have to listen to a woman now? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, who? Yeah, because he said, like, who authorized this? And they were like, uh, the person who just won the governor's race, you know, not the person that you endorsed. That's who's telling you to do it. And not telling you to do it. Asking you very nicely, might I add. Even that text message, as <laughs> weird and kind of freaky as it always is when those emergency texts come through. Uh, it was pretty. It was a pretty soft message. It was just like consumers has requested that we yeah turn I down our thermostat. I honestly thought that Bo Lefebvre would be excited that someone was contacting him because I think it's pretty rare. I think so. Can we have an ooh, Evelyn Rose <laughs> every uh, time? Bo Lefebvre. Yeah, we'll throw a ham horn in there. We'd love to have you on the podcast so I can dunk on you I at would, least twelve times. I would not love to have him on this podcast. Um, yeah, so. God, what was I just going to talk? There's so much to talk about with this polar vortex. So many it's interesting bad. Ha- things That's happening. All I'm say. Yeah, it's cold. It's really cold. Detroit Free Press has been actually a really funny place to see uh, some tweets about the polar vortex because they're just like, it's cold. It's still cold. It's I showed freezing. I showed Evelyn today one tweet from them that just said breaking heat wave, and it was just zero degrees. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Meryl, is it bad in Massachusetts, or has it not gotten there yet? No, I mean, it's, the thing is, is now, like, things, the bar is so low that, like, yeah, it's great. It was zero degrees this morning. So it hasn't, it hasn't really been in the negatives at all. Yeah. I didn't know if it was hitting the Northeast or not. Now, we're kind of starting to get it now, but this is, like, the worst of it. So it's just going to be, like, around zero, which is, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So not, not as bad as you all. Interesting. Um. Anyone have anything else to, to throw? Well, in the there? other thing I did want ah. to say is that listen, on the last episode of the podcast, I recognized that I talked a lot um, of smack talk. About yeah, you Michigan talked a big game. She certainly I, did. I, I did, and um, following that, there was an article that came out showing a man clinging to a hood of a car on a Massachusetts highway. Uh, as the driver was driving 70 miles per hour down the freeway because they got in a road rage argument. Hmm. So I just felt like that completely took the rug out from under my entire argument. I would like to apologize. And also, yeah, I was literally greeted um, 
like coming into Massachusetts by someone flipping me off. So, hmm. um, well, right. uh, apology not accepted. First of all, uh, I was gonna just tell but, you, Mariel, that it is kind of nice that people are taking it very slow this week because. It's real dangerous out there now. Yeah. It, there's not really an excuse for every other time. But One point I do want to make about that story, though, is that if the guy was clinging to the car and he didn't end up getting killed, that's actually a testament to that driver's good driving skills. Because <laughs> if he can manage to you know, get on and off of a expressway with a guy clinging to it and not hurt the guy, that's... That's pretty good. No, but apparently he was trying to like slow down and speed up to like throw the guy off. Oh, okay. So it's more of a testament to the other guy's grip strength. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more of a testament to him. That guy must be jacked. So anyway, I digress. Massachusetts, you've made me ashamed once again. And uh, yeah, Midwest reigns supreme. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for admitting our superiority. Um, all right, let's uh, let's switch things up a little bit. Get out of this cold topic and into another interesting story so not trivia this week we're going to bring back a another segment that we've done before that we call elephant in the room so yeah so basically we're just going to talk about whatever the uh the dumbest you know republican of the week is pretty mean-spirited but that's how we like it here uh (laughs) take it away amy oh i'm doing this now okay Um, I did print out the articles. So basically what we want to talk about is you all remember the very long government shutdown where I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Donald Trump wanted a wall. Yeah. And many other people wanted a functioning government and they were at a standstill for a while. I like the tweets where it was like Donald Trump. I want the wall. And then Nancy Pelosi's like, no. And then he's like, (laughs) "Okay." So uh, what was going to happen if Trump didn't decide to open the uh, – I almost said open the wall – open the government Mm -hmm. was that the State of the Union would have to have been canceled or just given in a closed session of Congress or, you know, written in a letter, which I would have loved, maybe drawn with some crayons on the back of a McDonald's menu. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. That big marker he always uses. Yeah. Sign things. Yeah. Yeah, signing marker. It's a gold Sharpie, Mariel. Get it right. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So uh, when is this article from? Sorry, I'm not extremely well prepared. Okay, so the speech. (laughs) Recently. So the speech was scheduled for January 29th. They had to move it back because of the shutdown. Um... But Lee Chatfield, who is the current Speaker of the House in Michigan, mm-hmm. tweeted that uh, President Trump should just give his State of the Union in Michigan. Not mm-hmm. super sure what prompted that. Um, Trump then, I guess they talked on the phone, and he was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And then Lee Chatfield tweeted back, like, I understand you have other plans for this, but thanks so much for your commitment to this great state. What prompted that is Lee Chatfield wanted to get a speaking engagement on Fox News, which he did. I also so want to say Lee Chatfield of such beliefs as I don't believe people should be discriminated against, but I'm not going to endorse a law or allow a bill to come to a vote that infringes on someone's ability to exercise their sincerely held religious beliefs. He's talking about protecting LGBTQ people from discrimination. Mm. And he I also... hate so much about the things that you choose to be. That's about him. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also says uh, such a change could open up religious people to reverse discrimination. Reverse which discrimination. Which is not, not a thing. thing. <laughs> Men's rights mm-hmm. is nothing. Hashtag not a thing. Yeah. Just in case you were wondering you may what also, we were dealing with here. Yeah, you may also remember Lee Chatfield from our last Elephant in the Room segment where he brought <laughs> a loaded, unregistered handgun onto an airplane in Michigan and then faced zero consequences for it. Straight from his three-year-old's birthday party. Yeah. Yes. He Apparently, he was planning on running into some an ambush of some sort. He's got to stay strapped. Yeah, he's, he's got to strap. Um, I think it would have been nice for the president to deliver the State of the Union here in Michigan because he could be around a Speaker of the House that would actually suck up to him. So, would have been nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wrote that joke in advance. Clearly, clearly it was just Lee Chatfield wanting to show his weird allegiance to trump and even though yeah clearly that would never happen but now he like has this evidence that he's like been this wonderful guy to trump and has like an ex like extended his hand to him so i feel like that was like a good pr thing for his base but uh otherwise it was like a bizarre very bizarre i mean the way to get this man's attention is through twitter obviously so yeah i guess that was the way to go there was also another report that said that during their phone call, Trump was just basically like, how do you work with Democrats? <laughs> because now our government is kind of, I mean, run by Democrats. Trying to function? Yikes. Well, it's not really run by Democrats. The governor, you should have read Lieutenant that book governor. before you got elected president, honey. <laughs> honey. Sugar. Sugar, <laughs> <laughs> sweetie. you talking so weird? Um, That's what we do here. Yeah. Well, yeah, so Lee Chatfield is, he might be our eternal elephant in the room if he keeps doing dumb shit. Like I kind of like... Honestly, yeah, yeah, let's do a recurring segment about Lee Chatfield and how he's a terrible loser. Yeah, what's a good pun for, a, you know, a segment about Lee Chatfield? Little Lee Bratfield. Ch- <laughs> Chat- you are ready with that. Chatting about Chatfield. How about elephant in the room? Yeah, that's probably a better name. Yeah, could... elephant in the room. Yeah, that sounds good. Other people do plenty of dumb shit. So. The bad man from all of my nightmares. The bad man. <laughs> that's weird and dark. Um, yeah, real, real piece of work that that Lee Chatfield, and that is our elephant in the room. So let's uh, let's get back into something else. Are we, we talking, are we talking about 2020 on this podcast yet? I think we are now. <laughs> I, okay. I actually, to our listeners out there, we, me and Amy just looked at each other, both realized at the same time that we didn't have something else to talk about. But you know what? Fuck it. Let's talk about 2020. Let's Fuck do it, it live. We're doing it live. <laughs> I am holding this podcast up. She really is. Evelyn real looked at me and John staring a, at each other. We had like, a real what? awkward moment there, and she just saved it. Let's talk about 2020. It's There's me and the robot on. over here. Oh, you know who? Let's talk about. Let's talk about Howard, Howard Schultz. fucking Schultz. How about fucking let's Schultz? Not and say we did. Well. We're gonna. <laughs> First of all, sir, you already ruined coffee. Please don't try to ruin the country. Yeah. I fo- Okay. I am conflicted on that one note, and that is because I really like Starbucks coffee. But I think the reason I like it, I've talked about this before, at length. Uh, oh, I've so heard a it lot of times. A lot of people think that it tastes like burnt, or it's I, like... I do. It's I like harsh. It burnt. 
But so I drink coffee with a lot of cream and sugar in it, like a little child. And so I think I actually like it more because the coffee taste cuts through because it's like harsher. So it cuts through a lot through the cream and sugar, the childish drink. It comes through and tastes more like coffee to me. So I really like Starbucks coffee. I for you like one, coffee milk is what you like. Yes. And I it, for one love a coffee that tastes like a burnt cigarette. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's humbling coffee. Starbucks That's what I like qu- quality like dairy cigarette. coffee is humbling and <laughs> does it tastes like you really should be stirring it with a cigarette. Here's, I, here's my thing. But I love with, it because of that. With Starbucks and Howard Schultz though, like he was someone that a lot of people who maybe don't really like billionaires or business owners in general for the country kind of liked because Starbucks has a good history of like mm-hmm. treating their employees well and paying them well and like paying towards their education and supporting them and all these things. But I just feel like he's really throwing that all away right now. <laughs> he's just saying stupid things. Yeah, he's really jumping on the train of attacking other Democrats and just because it's also it's so infuriating because like he would have such a better chance of doing something if he like was just mr nice guy like i'm mr like cool billionaire i'm nice i like i give to i'm not like the other billionaires i'm the cool billionaire well like you know like a warren buffett or something like i give to charity and i like am super into treating workers right and i want to pay my taxes and blah 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 but i think he's definitely uh hampered by his own really stupid fucking beliefs like uh that the idea of Medicare for all is un-American and other things, like, which is weird too. Like Amy said, coming from somebody who it seems like there is a history of Starbucks treating their employees very well and giving them benefits and, and all of that. So it is, I mean, I don't know how much that could all be stuff that's done by other people. And he's just, you know, the figurehead pulling in it's, CEO checks, but I have no idea. It's just funny to me that he like, tried to read the room and then he came out with all of this and it's like okay but that's not really what any of us want though yeah and this other weird thing that he's been doing is basically he's been saying you know like i'm a self-made man i grew up in the projects in brooklyn um very poor but the thing that like he's not getting is that like yeah a lot of people have brought this up on on twitter too and other news articles it's like he grew up in public housing and was able to you know, have a roof over his head as a child because, as he said, his family was struggling. So he relied on government-subsidized housing as a kid to help him. And now he's saying, I don't want to support Medicare for all, and I don't think that there should be a high tax on billionaires um, because these things are un-American or, or they're, like, pie-in-the-sky ideas. So uh, in one hand, he's saying, like, oh, I benefited from these things and look at me now. And in the other hand, he's saying, sorry, we're not going to be able to do that for you. Um, so that's my one problem with him. And then the other problem is just, yeah, he's spending all of his time dragging down Democrats saying that their ideas are unrealistic. And it and it makes me really scratch my head at him and be like, why are you only going after Democrats? Why are you not saying anything bad about Republicans and this president that you claim you don't like like Like, if he's going to run against trump why is he not saying anything about i think his he my best guess is that he thinks his only chance of getting out in the field in any sort of meaningful way is going hard center and sort of slight right so being a very like uh i don't know what's what everybody says like i'm a sell out 
Well, so yeah, but no, it's, I'm, I'm, a, a I'm a fiscal, fiscal yeah, 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 social, right, socially liberal. I think he thinks that that's his only because all the other candidates so far, who we should mention, um, have been so, definitely going further left uh, than candidates have in the past, and that seems to be what everybody is looking for in a candidate right now. So I think he thinks the only way he can differentiate himself from the pack and have any sort of chance is if he tries to pull like some some moderate republicans and uh which you know who the fuck knows if those that even is a thing anymore just the ego of any of these like white billionaire men who are just like you know what we need is just me more of me you know i'm i'm trying to you know on the note of him opposing medicare for all a savvy businessman should love medicare for all a a public option would take so much burden off of your business so i never got that it just doesn't make sense logically. So it just, yeah, it's it's a scattered campaign, if you could even call it that, <laughs> where it's like, Has what he is the platform anything? here? Has he announced that he's running for president? Or is he just, like, hinted at it? Uh, is it exploratory? No, he's, he's said he's running. He's okay. planning to run. Like So many of them, you guys. Run. It's really hard to keep up. I bet he won't at this point, though. The backlash I mean, he's getting has been a lot pretty swift and feedback. hard. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm really tired of this trope, too, of the non-politician who feels like he or she can just kind of rise above it all and transcend petty politics because it's like you're not in the fray. You haven't held elected office. You don't understand kind of the mechanics of how these offices work. So you don't get to just kind of come in at the 11th hour and pretend to have you know this knowledge that supersedes everybody else. And it's like what you're getting into is politics you know like if you're running for something you then are a politician so yeah i don't understand what they're trying to do i think that's a problem in general with sort of this new breed of like enlightened centrists Mm -hmm. who like are super like i'm just above it all and like both sides are bad and you know you're you're just a sheep following whoever if you're or a Democrat or a Republican, and the, the, most the two-party annoying, system's yeah. broken and all that. It's just the most annoying thing to me is just like the people whose political identity is like I'm right and everyone else is dumb. Like Republicans are yeah. bad it's, and Democrats are bad. Yeah, and I'm the only one who's right. <laughs> well, it's the same reason why people get really into like conspiracy theories because it's a shortcut to feeling smart. Mm-hmm. It's like no, everyone else is wrong. Like I, you know, I've, I've done the research. Really going on. I have done yeah. zero. Well, yeah, I've looked at some Reddit posts. And I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast and, you know, I'm just, both parties are bad and I'm just, I'm out of this. I'm way smarter than that. And yeah, same thing, you know, centrists or, uh, it's the same thing with conspiracy theory people. They just, they, they, they want a shortcut to feeling like they're more in the know and they're smarter than people around them without actually having to put any work into it. Cause I would also argue that there's not many like like every I wouldn't say every elected official but most elected officials who represent a party like want to work together and get things done they're not like I don't know they're not like super hardcore like a lot of people won't say there's nothing wrong with my party Mm -hmm. so I think that it also creates like a weird false narrative that like all Republicans love everything that Republicans have ever done and all Democrats are like super into everything the Democrats are doing you know yeah yeah, that's definitely a problem, too. Uh, so, yeah, other candidates who have... I could talk about Howard Schultz all day. Uh, I'll talk shit about him all day. So, other candidates who have... So, the biggest front runners on the, the Democrat side... Well, it's 
no one's declared on the Republican side. Uh, and they yikes. said they're not going to. Well, the Republican National Committee said that they all firmly stand behind Trump. So when is someone going to primary Trump? As long as Trump is yeah. still in office, y'all are making they, a lot of assumptions. They say that now, <laughs> yeah. but there is no bigger group of flip floppers and flakes than the GOP. So if his approval, if he does so? something else like incredibly bad right before things heat up and his poll numbers slip below a certain number, they'll start having backdoor meetings with yeah mint romney's Kasich ready mint if romney's he does sick. something to hurt white men oof man I'm, the yeah. floodgates will open i'm already convinced yeah yeah anyway well, so oh, also sorry. if Mueller, if if depending on what happens with the Mueller investigation too that could change things dramatically so mm-hmm. i'm not coming back yeah <laughs> uh, oh no. i can give you uh Howard Dean screaming. <laughs> he hates Howard Schultz, so that's that's really oh, there you go. Howard versus Howard. Yes. Yeah. Howard. Tammy, Tammy, twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, I don't think that we uh, came up with a a silver lining I mean, for this week either. That kind of is a silver lining. Yeah, a little bit. I was just yeah. I just wanted to play this music anyways, but uh, I was going to ask if anybody had any good news to share. It's very cold, and there's there's some bad things happening right now. But we're staying. You know what? Silver lining is. I think people actually have been pulling together in this time of potential crisis. There's all sorts of warming shelters open all across uh, Lansing. People are being like very nice to each other on social media for once, and there's constantly like, you know, how much I, I don't want to glorify uh, armchair activism or anything like that but people posting a lot trying to information about warming centers and shelters and all of that and being on the lookout for any uh any homeless people who could use some help and i think in times of potential crisis like this people really do come together in a way that's pretty cool um and it seems to be the state of Michigan seems to be holding together so far. I think my dad lives for these moments of extreme weather. Like this is what he trains this, for. This is what dad's prepared for. Yeah. This is just what dad's prepared for. He's got flashlights. Yeah. He's got bread. He's got milk. Yeah. He's got... Let me show you the text thread. Keep your cell phones charged. Sleeping bags in the trunk. Don't leave yeah. if you don't have to. He's got salt. He's got shovel. He's yeah. It's great. Garbanzo beans can last you for months. Eat those kids. canned peaches five days in. Yeah, I'd also like to give a shout out to my neighbor. I helped him get stuck out of a snow ditch, and he gave me some uh, of his world famous chili that he had just cooked, and it was fucking incredible. Yay! And, uh, I'd really like to thank that guy. Do you <laughs> know his name, Dad? No, I am. I am so you bad. With, next to chili man. I am so like. A year. I talked to him for a long time because we it took a while to get him out. And then at the end, we were, like, just saying, like, oh, yeah, by the way, my name is John. And and he said, like, yeah, my name is, I think it was Mark. But he was, like, the second that he was done saying his name, it instantly, like, wiped mm-hmm. off of my brain. And I do that every time that I always, meet people. I'm so bad at remembering That names. always happens to me, too. Like, I remember everything they tell me about themselves except for their name. And then I'm like, hey, you. John, just call him Chili Boy. Chili Boy. <laughs> I'm imagining you seeing him and being, like, Chili Man and giving him finger guns. Yeah. Well, that's how you greet people who you can't remember their name. You just be like, Buddy. hey. <laughs> that's how we do it in the Midwest. Yeah. Hey. What's up, guy? Hey, man. Hey, great chili, man. Yeah. That's it. Well, that's. I guess that's more of a 
of a Massachusetts Boston thing to say what's up guy call people guy um, yeah great episode Glad don't speak back. for us John well you're not here to defend yourself <laughs> um, alright uh, great to be back in the, the studio we'll uh, see you in yeah. April Mariel, thanks for having wa- me Mariel, a lot of fun no nope, we still gotta <laughs> plug ourselves Mariel do you want to go through our our, our feeds and everything real quick yeah you can follow us on twitter at min at what is our twitter at midwest nice podcast midwest uh, nice cast i don't know this is a disaster okay, so google us bye <laughs> yeah we'll do it live we're on that we're on spotify now that was something big of the last one but we're still on there we're getting plenty of hits on there it's a good time yes. over at spotify Oh, yeah, plenty of hands on it. We're doing great. And our regular website, midwest-nice.pinecast.co. We're going to keep coming back, giving you all this exciting entertainment. Uh, Stay warm out there, Michigan. It's a a cold one. And the rest of the Midwest who this podcast is for, too. Yeah, but especially Michigan. It's cold. We care about you you more than everybody else. All right. (laughs) Let's get out of here. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.